It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. He's an end to it, huh? Yeah, exactly. Kinder Loop wow. for 2019. I promise. Uh huh. I'll uphold my pledge to you, the listener. If that, you listen, that's your resolution. Just listen huh? once in a while. Uh, the doctor's uh, gone. Uh, thank General God. Ben is in. Good morning. How you thought? Good morning, guys. How are you? That, great, gave, that gave Dr. J a chance to air some more grievances yesterday. So he was having more time to air them. See, aren't you glad you weren't here gr- now? He's a walking, talking grievance. That's all he is. <laughs> He's nothing more. Nothing more. Uh, I'm the captain of hope. That's who he is. There He's the go. captain there of hope. <laughs> but it's hard when you have three, two, three days between the Packers season ending before Did airing those grievances. So well, it mellowed him just about. Time just mellowed him. Season's over? It is. Well, really? it was over actually a while ago. They're not, but they're not in the wild card this weekend? They are not, are oddly enough. Me? Nope. I've been gone that long? They are I, leading I the coaching sworn. carousel right I, now. I left that up to you to get them into the wild card game, and you couldn't do that? <laughs> no. I don't know if you heard, but they were shut out against the Lions no. at home. Yes. No. Yep. Uh, and Deshaun Kaiser will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL anywhere next year, just so you know. How do you know that? You don't know that. He, uh, he might I be do. a head coach in the NFL next I'm going to go on a limb. Unless Mike McCarthy needs a quarterback wherever he goes next. He's not going to be starting anyway. Man, so much turf to cover, huh? Yeah. That, that was a horrible game. That that was just an incredibly <laughs> horrible but ugly game. Did you watch from start to finish? Uh, yeah, I may have checked out a little bit in the fourth quarter, but I came back for the finish just to How see. How in the world can you lose to that goof with the pencil sticking out of his ear? How can you get pummeled? Yeah, not lose. They got drilled pummeled. every which way. And for me, what made it worse, Pat McAfee. Damn, was he oh, bad. Was he I forgot to mention oh, that oh, yesterday. Oh, my. He was God. Horrible. Horrible. Just, just awful. Now, Robert Smith's not bad. If mm-hmm. they would have just had Robert Smith handle the color, yeah. it would have been fine. But for whatever reason, they must have felt like Robert Smith needed help. So then they have to get uh, Eddie from Chuckle Hut. Because <laughs> that's, that's all McAfee is. He yep. just drop in one-liners. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Whether they had any relevance or not, mostly they had not. They had not zero, zero relevance he to just, anything. He didn't shut up. No, he did not stop talking at all. I heard Robert Smith interviewed last week before the game, and I heard him mention that he was doing the Packer game, and then he said, you know, I don't do a whole lot of NFL games. He does a lot of college football work for Fox. But, oh, that's interesting. Uh, they must be just trying him out. I didn't. He didn't mention at the time that Pat McAfee was going to be doing the game with him, and maybe with good reason. It didn't make any sense. Nor did no. he. Did well, McAfee. Well, I think I know the reasoning because of his large following, because of his presence with Barstool Sports before he left those guys. So he's got a large online following. So well, if you're trying fine, to get people like Joel, millennials. I suppose, but it doesn't translate to, to, to the viewing of a game. Why? What did he add? How did he enhance the product? He doesn't know the role of a color guy. Get out of the no. way, the play-by-play guy. He it's had not... energy, which was good. It was just all over the place yeah. energy and kept repeating but the same things. Energy. energy. He just tried to throw stuff out there to make right. you laugh. Yeah. It was like a stand-up routine. Right. He has. It's like one of those things where you take an SNL skit that's funny and try to make it into a movie. Like it, it didn't have enough legs to go for another two hours of a movie. His bits are funny that he does. 
it wasn't funny for not three hours context. of a game no, no, where he needs to fill all the time. No. It's like listen to Bill Walton. You can handle <laughs> Bill Walton for well, a half of the half, first half, maybe. Maybe the total first half. But I by can't. the second half, you go, now, time out. I give. I surrender. I'm I out. will give you the secrets, whatever <laughs> you want. Please, no more Bill Walton. I get it. Maybe because I'm I'm used to now taking breaks and I'm just treating him as the entertainment value that he is when I'm watching a late night West Coast game for Bill Walton. But I've warmed up to him more than others, I guess. No, I'll st- I still like him, but only yeah. in doses. Sure. Can't take him doing an NBA game because he used to do that when it was 2 nothing. Oh, my gosh, this game is over. And well, I, okay, Bill, calm down. Based on what I heard of McAfee, I can't handle him at all for football. No. Color. No. <laughs> hey, all the other stuff is fine. What you brought, that's okay. Yeah. You know, he's he's amusing for a punter. And how many times did he tell us he was a punter? A lot. He I mean, really that's his whole shtick. I'm the, the wor- funny punter. And then the worst part is Prater had to throw that or do the fake field goal. Oh, yes. Oh. That was the worst. He that just that went off. Cool he, was cool you know what? Play, you should but... probably inform the Packers that he did that. Yeah. Because they're, they're right. still unaware right. that they, they were right. Ron Zook they, was they asleep again. Have they interviewed Ron Zook for the head coaching position? Oh, I hope not. Well, I got some here to make Illinois is probably hiring again, aren't they? That's the first big slip that gets handed out. I got something to make Packer fans happy because I don't want to – dismiss this just push it off to the side but the only thing to put a smile on Packers face fans face today would be the misery of somebody else right be somebody else's misery so I'm watching the Vikings and the Bears did you watch that yes and I watched Heller tweeting away cheering against the Vikings openly on social media I watched it as well uh, what, what what do we have for the final call? Did we get any final call yeah. out of that? I'm just curious how they both handle it because they're both excitable, Jeff Joniak and Paul Allen. Yes, so in let's their go, own rights. Let's go with Paul Allen first. That's what's most disappointing is we had everything to lose coming into this game, and uh, you know we let it go. The Chicago Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings and end their season 24-10. Was he whispering? <laughs> Was he like at the 18th green? Uh, Was he in church? What happened to Paul Allen? Well, not a happy You're camper. Gone. It wasn't a great effort You're by gone. the Vikings. The The most emotion of the game was between oh, yeah. Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen <laughs> on the sideline when they were getting <laughs> the into it. The funniest meme I saw on Facebook was two suburban dads showing each other how to snow blow because they're, like, moving their arms straight up to the right, to the left. Hilarious. Here's the lead out of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Chip Scoggins. He was supposed to be the missing piece, the $84 million answer to a championship drought. The Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to an historic contract in free agency with a crystal clear vision in mind. Build on the Minneapolis miracle. Instead, Cousins played a starring role in the Minneapolis whimper. Isn't this what you saw from him in Washington, though? He's, what did you think he was going to hey, take the next step? He's 4 and 25 against teams with a winning record. I, I'd love one, like to, I'd like to bash Kirk Cousins as much as the next guy, but it's not just Kirk Cousins, Paul. And here's the other part of that: yeah, everybody the Minnesota. defense didn't play as good. They fired their offensive coordinator, the head coach and the offensive coordinator weren't on the same page, so he ended up firing him. They, there's a whole bunch of things that went on there. They had issues before the season even started with different players. Uh, they had one player have to disappear because of uh, mental issues, emotional issues, psychological, whatever it was. Whatever said Griffin. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they had a number of issues. And then the other question about the whole Kirk Cousins thing, you can bash him for the numbers like that you just rightly pointed out. There is. The other question is, what was the other option? Case that Keenum. was the best offseason. No, Case Keenum. Case Keenum was no good in Denver. 
So it's not no, like no, he, he was, was a great quarterback. But he quarterback. was okay in Minnesota. He was okay with the Vikes. Right. He caught lightning in a bottle for one oh. year and did that. Was Case Keenum your, a better option than Kirk Cousins? Well, but again, I'm not, a lot of money. I'm not bashing Kirk, Kirk Cousins, and I don't I think am. a lot of people are. I am. But I don't know what he you sucks. expected. This is what we saw in Washington. I don't. Has there been uh, a more what did you think? Has was there been happen? a more dubious record than going four <laughs> of twenty-five against teams with a winning record? It's garbage. Yeah, I mean Adam Thielen disappeared. Your guy Deshaun Kaiser would be the only one to have a, a worse <laughs> winning percentage. Exactly, than Kirk Cousins. Your guy. A- Adam Thielen disappeared the last month of the season. And that's why he was arguing all the time with Cousins. And well, this is the guy who is like the best receiver in football numbers wise, or at least one right. of them. Uh, if he's not Antonio Brown, who's going so, MIA. So you, you you got the bitterness of Viking fans, like the guy to my left, oh. and then the, the euphoria out of Chicago. Snap, Cousins looking to throw, going to heave it deep into the end zone, going end up zone. for it, and it sails out of the back of the end zone. It is fourth down, and that will do it. Fade to black. Bears are going to take it over and win their 12th game of the year and knock the rival Vikings out of the playoffs. Jeff Joniak with the call, but did they do themselves a disservice by beating the Vikings? And now they're matched against the Eagles, the hottest team at the end of the season, versus a rematch with the Vikings in Chicago. I don't understand this logic. It's messed up. Does nobody remember what happened to the Bears and the heat they took back in 2010 when they let the Packers into the playoffs and then ended up losing to them in the NFC Championship game? I'd have no problem playing the Eagles if I were the Bears right now. Really? No. Either way, at all. they're at home. They're, they're a hot. different team than they were last year, the yeah. Eagles wouldn't are. You rather, if, if you were a Bears fan, wouldn't you rather get the Vikings in the playoffs again? I really, I, wouldn't I, you have I, and honestly, it doesn't matter. I would rather just have won the game. Add another win to my total. I'm playing at home anyway and continue playing well going into the And playoffs. plus, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to the playoffs with confidence, too. Yeah, it's not like you get yeah. a bye week. Now you got to come right back and play again. Can Keep you root for the going. Bears? Either one of you root for the Bears? No way no. in hell. No, no. Not at all? No. No, I think there's one thing that anybody from Wisconsin or Minnesota can unite on. It's rooting against the Bears. I couldn't even root for the Bears against the Vikings on Sunday. No, I couldn't. I just sat there and watched the game. I couldn't take a rooting interest. Right. Like you said, Heller was on Twitter. It was a lose-lose situation. Yeah, or just... win-win, however you want to look at it. Lose-win, whatever. But Heller was openly cheering against the Vikings. For, I, I don't know what reason. Maybe it's just you don't want to have two of your rivals into the playoffs as opposed to just one. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Second hour of the show, we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers. Where are they in their search for the next head coach? Tom Silverstein will join us at 715. Jeff Patrikas, ready for Badger basketball tonight against the Gophers. A renewal of the border battle at the Kohl Center. That's it. 8 o'clock tip-off. But I ask you this. Is there any chance that A.B. could wind up in G.B.? In A.B.? In G.B.? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about it next on Lucas in the Morning. That's a tease. I hear the magic in your size. Just when I think I'm gonna get away. I hear those words that you always say.
circumstances being what they were and the amount of things that we were going through, um, it wasn't a lot of communication there. Obviously, we take his lack of communication, his lack of presence, particularly on Saturday prior to the game, uh, to be something that's very significant and will be ha handled appropriately so. I'm not going to speculate on trades and things of that nature. Uh, we haven't formally received a request in that regard. You know, AB and I, I talked to AB on Thursday morning because uh, after after the walkthrough, AB left on Wednesday, and then um, on, on Thursday morning, I, I talked to AB, and, and everything was great and fine. And then, um, you know, this story just keeps growing. So, uh, like I said, I consider AB one of my closest friends on the team. So, I'm not really sure why um, or where some of this blow up is coming from. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel, General Ben, I know he's probably going nowhere. Antonio Brown's not going to leave Pittsburgh, all right? But it's fun to conjecture, to look ahead, to visualize what he might look in the green and gold of the Green Bay Packers because there is a list in my hand. Do you want him? Just a minute. No. There, there's a list in my either. hand. I don't either. Oh, is it Friday? No. No. Oh, okay. Uh, eight, He's got a list. Yeah, eight oh, no. NFL teams, potential landing spots if Brown does get cut loose or traded. From the Steelers and the Packers are on the list. Are the Patriots on that list too? Okay. Uh, Panthers, Packers, Colts, Jets, Raiders, 49ers, Seahawks, Redskins. No. Wow. No. Why Why does it have the Packers who already it? have a number one receiver? Just hold on here. Yeah. That don't have uh, this kind of hold problems. Hold on here. Yep. Uh, this is, like, let me give credit to the hack, Nate Davis. Yeah, he's credible. He's a credible hack. Uh, this is a little paragraph under the Packers on Antonio Brown. I know, I know, the Pack typically don't make daring forays into the trade or free agent markets, but let's not typecast newish GM Brian Gutekunst too quickly. Let's also remember that he has an extra first-round pick at his disposal this year if he wants to work something out. Lastly, with Randall Cobb headed to the open market, there is a need here, and Brown would certainly be the kind of upgrade that could revitalize Aaron Rodgers while giving a major boost to the next coaching staff. Did for just for starters, did I miss something? Is Randall Cobb not a slot receiver and Antonio Brown is not a slot receiver? Uh, I, so because I Randall Cobb is leaving makes no connection whatsoever other than they're both technically listed as receivers. They don't play the same receiver position. And Mike Tomlin says in other clips that at this point Antonio Brown's on-field production does not outweigh the off-field antics. Plus, you have other players in the team who have said he's late all the time or doesn't show he up is. to things. So you want that headache in the locker room? Yeah, I'm just saying, just for fun, for grins, what would he him. look like in the Packers' offensive huddle with Devontae Adams? And Aaron Rodgers. Jake Kummerow uh -huh. going to slide in the slot then? You know what he Enough like? of Jake Kummerow. <laughs> I am so sick and tired. I've got Kummerow fatigue. Everyone thinks this guy is special. He is not special. He should get his hair cut. Well, tell that to the quarterback. He was the one who was heaping uh, his that, praise so from the start crap. of the year. Jake Kummerow this, Jake Kummerow You know what he'd look like in the huddle? He'd be complaining and barking that he wasn't he getting the ball enough. I'm just throwing this out here. And causing problems. The, the Steelers aren't getting rid of him, by the way. They, they, I know that. Too much money on the table. There's too much tied in him. They're not going to get enough talent back and equal Plus. value for a trade. So he's not going anywhere. You lose Lev Bell and Antonio Brown? You're in complete rebuild mode. Well, it was suggested last week or the week before by Pete Doherty that maybe the Packers should see if they could sign Le'Veon Bell during the offseason. 
in theory, that'd be great. But until we know who the new coach is and if they're actually going to use the running back position, we were just complaining about them using Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams more and better. I don't care who the head coach is. Is the quarterback going to let you use the running back position? Well, either way, the head coach or the uh, the quarterback. Depends on who you, you name on. as a head yeah. coach, where well, the quarterback yeah. doesn't have as much of a say on well, everything. Okay, well then it better be a very strong-willed head coach who's going to put him in his place. Poll, quick poll, <laughs> show of hands. Do you like Ryan Clark or not? Yes or no? Hands up if you like him. Okay, he's, no. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Fine. He's, so, he's fine. So now that we've gotten this spat, apparently there's a spat going on with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger, even though Ben Roethlisberger doesn't want to acknowledge it. Threw a football at him he, in practice, well, right? Okay. But wasn't there. He didn't He didn't know what happened. Right. I don't know anything that happened. Yeah. He didn't he throw so a football So now Ryan Clark kind of challenged Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown came back on Ryan Clark. Um, I'm going to side with Ryan Clark on this. By everything I've read so far, what do you think? Yeah, because you, you certainly can't use the words in what Antonio Brown did in calling Ryan Clark and Uncle Tom. You can't do no. that. You can't do that. Just because he was critical of Antonio Brown. That's, yeah. That was it. He was doing his job. Well, you can decide you disagree with him. Antonio Brown's got a long laundry list of issues, so it's not that out of bounds to criticize Antonio Brown for more than just this. So, what, like, three incidents this time this year where he hasn't shown where up Where would work. you least expect Antonio Brown to show up? Besides Green Bay, okay. Where would you least expect Antonio Brown to show up? Would would it be on a show called The Masked Singer? <laughs> All right. So I've, I've been intrigued. i got to be honest with you guys. I've been intrigued by the trailers for this Masked Singer. So, uh, yeah. Because I, I don't quite yeah. understand the premise, the plot. Maybe after the first one I was intrigued, then I got annoyed after seeing it. Do you watch the show? Guess who watched no. it last night? I watched the entire oh, show bet. start to finish oh, last night. And start did you like finish. it? Did you like it? It was weird, yeah. but what did you see? Tell I us what you liked. saw. So it starts out with, so, okay. So last night there were six different singers, and they're all in these costumes. So here's the panel. Let me give you the list okay. of the judges: Robin Thicke, yep. uh, Jenny McCarthy, was it Ken John? Ken John, yep. Yeah, and uh, Nicole Scherzinger, Pussycat Dolls. Okay, Dancing so with the those, Stars. Those are yeah. your judges. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So so those four are the judges. You have six different singers. They each battle. So it's um so it's so it's three groups of two and they go against each other. Antonio Brown was a robot. He was in the first group and he came out and sang but a you song. You didn't know it was Antonio. You have Brown. no idea who these people because, are. Because your first, the, it says here the first battle was between the peacock and the hippo. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about those guys. That was really good actually. The peacock. And Whoever the peacock is, I have my guesses. We don't know. No, you oh. don't find out. So apparently, this is going to run twelve episodes. I think weekly. Yeah. So at the end of the 12th episode, you'll find out who the last person is. But each week, one character gets knocked off, and they take the mask off. This is really oh, convoluted. Okay, so so there was the monster and the unicorn. Yes. You like that one? That was good. The because, deer and the lion? Okay, the deer is a professional football player. We found out last night. Okay, so this is where yes. Antonio Brown is. Yeah, well, he wasn't the deer. He was a robot. He was the robot. Well, now I'm lost. So there's yeah. another professional football player, but we don't know who that professional Correct. football player is? Oh, there Correct. are two. I don't understand. Players. I just thought it was right. going to be revealed to me at the end of the show who the See, heck each person and was. And where was... Going in, I thought that too. Where was Bevo and Ugga? Were Who's, they in there? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, they were not. For these kind of shows, you can't expect that everybody's watching every single week so that they then know the big reveal at the end. Oh, well, they might have hooked People are coming me. and going on these shows. So Antonio so. Brown saying... He did. Right. So he's saying Bobby Brown's the prerogative? My prerogative. Yep. My prerogative. I'm aware of the song, yes, not Doug of Antonio Brown, Brown doing it. Did he ever it, tell no. you that? Your kid loves Bobby Brown. No, I liked Bobby Brown way back in the day. Yeah, before his, he... His music, not some of his lifestyle choices. No, he's got issues.
Yeah, yeah he sure. does. That's for sure. So did you enjoy it? I weirdly did enjoy it. Like, I kept looking at my girlfriend next to me, and I'm like, I don't think I should like the show, but I'm kind of liking the show. It, when do you think this was recorded? Was p- That's by, a good question. Well in advance of uh, his, his latest indiscretions. Which sure. Oh, but was it during whoa, the season, whoa. or do we have to go back to the no, summer? This was tape. This is recorded in the Do you summer. think Antonio Brown did this whole thing to get some publicity for that show last night? No. No, because he didn't no, know he was going to be on it until Well, Antonio Brown revealed. knew. Well, right, but that's not getting no, publicity. No. If you don't know and I don't know that he's on the show, we're not right, right. tuned in no, this because we want to watch was, Antonio Brown. Because it wasn't like, I'm not playing this week, but watch me on television. Right? Watch me in the Mark Singer. It wasn't I mean, like that. Yeah, he wouldn't be the first football player to film something during a season, like on an off day and a Tuesday, but... Do we know that it happened then, or was it at least maybe filmed in the summer when they were yeah. in, in regular I season? I sort though? of got the feeling that this was taped way in advance last night. I don't know for sure. Okay. But. Well, I've got it right here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take time to figure this out. All right. Well, we have These to take a break anyway. For, uh, so. film. We can so just tease. It's interesting out of the three of us that you were the one that watched it. It hooked Seriously. me. I, Seriously. I really didn't think I'd watch that show. Because singer, yeah, because the clips look cheesy, but it it's got me hooked so every again, Wednesday. So they showed Antonio Brown at the end of the show. Yep, at the end of the show. So he lost last oh, night's so show. He exits stage right. So what happens is there's those three rounds, and then at the end of each round, the fans get to vote who they want and who they don't want, and then the losers, the bottom three, then go up to the judges at the end of the show. Judges say this is who's the worst. They take their mask off. You got that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. His singing You're is not interesting to me as much as him calling Ryan Clark and Uncle Tom. And I'm reading the article here on this, and I You're saw Ryan about Cl- Antonio Brown yeah. calling uh, Ryan yeah. Clark. And I All watched right. Ryan Clark on Scott Van Pelt make those comments about. Uh, when we come back, the week that was for the Badgers. That's next on Lucas in the Morning. Second and goal, inverted wishbone, and a play fake cone. He's going to run it off to his right. He's clean. He's in. To the five. Touchdown, Wisconsin. Jed Cone on the keeper. And it's 27-3, Wisconsin, with 9.59 left in the game. Davison thought about it, top of the circle, turned it down, drives right lane, like to the rim, layup good, and this game is tied at 52. 12.03 remaining. Davidson now with 15 for the Badger. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel, General Ben. The week that was for Wisconsin Athletics. It was only a week ago that the Badgers played at Yankee State. Oh, oh, Yankee Stadium? No. All right. Here comes the judge. We covered Just that territory. And believe it or not, I was seated in John Sterling's chair. Are you serious? No, we we had the Yankees home radio booth. Who got Uh, Susie's chair? Matt? Matt. (laughs) 
<laughs> or Heller. Might have been Heller. <laughs> Probably Heller. He'd Might fit in that Heller. chair better. <laughs> uh, so if you weren't aware of it, the game was played in Yankee Stadium, which is always a little bit awkward to put a football field in a baseball stadium. Yeah. As a result of that, we were in the Yankees' home radio booth, which is behind home plate, which is also behind one of the end zones. <laughs> Give all the credit in the world to Matt LePay, who did a hell of a job calling the game such a lack of depth perception. I saw a picture of it on Twitter field. Yeah. from what you guys were looking at. Oh, my gosh. The but weather was better there than no, in San Diego yes, when they were getting bored on for the Holiday Bowl. But it was it was kind of special to be in that stadium because of the history. And this is the new – I understand this is the new Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. so it hasn't been around that long. But we were in John Sterling's booth. I was looking for anything, a picture on the oh wall that I could send back to you as it is <laughs> or as it was. I bring back a gift for your son, Duncan. Yeah, a pinstripe bowl stocking cap. That's awesome. Thank you very much. That's why all the hacks got one of those. Was there like a small fridge full of beer like uh, there is at Miller Park for Euchre? No, no. no. He's a small fridge of beer? Well, well, this was years ago. I saw this walking through there probably like 10 or 15 years ago, but he had a small fridge in his booth that had beer. Nothing wrong with that. Miller Lite. I mean, I don't think he's drinking during the game. but No, no. No, you don't worry. Heller was sending me plenty of texts and tweets with pictures of everything. I had to block him for a few Uh, hours. (laughs) The the real thrill for me is leaving after the game – uh, go down to the Wisconsin locker room, which was the Yankees locker room. Cool. Uh, did, I, did I say the Yankees locker room? No, no, we oh! covered this already. All rise. <laughs> Here comes the judge. The judge wasn't there. I looked every place oh, for him. He wasn't there. Too bad. That's your but biggest mistake since joining the in show. Exiting, <laughs> in exiting, yes. you go from the first base dugout. Uh, the buses are parked behind the center field wall. So there for those fleeting moments as I'm exiting. I'm standing in center field in Yankee Stadium, visualizing like I'm playing for the New York Yankees. Looking back with the it, it's kind of surreal. It's like a once in a lifetime. Buses. Thing. Yes. I'd like to have this image that the that all the guys had to get on the train right there because it comes right by oh, Yankee yeah, you, Stadium and hop on that back to Manhattan. Subway. Wherever they it's were a staying. unique element to it all that you yep. could have taken the train from from Manhattan out to the Bronx. Um, as it is, uh, Miami missed the train. The players decided not to go to the game. <laughs> Which is okay. I, I, if they didn't want to be there, fine. Mark Rick obviously didn't want to be there, um, and neither did his athletic director afterwards, who tweeted out this was unacceptable. And then Mark Rick retired. Oh, yeah, right. He retired. Yeah, we'll see where he shows up Manny next. Diaz, after taking the Temple job, is back. So they could hire the guy who just gave up a whole bunch of points and watch his defense get run right no, over that was, by that the That was Badgers. fun to see. I mean, <laughs> it was it, any game of any lower-tier bowl, it's about who wants to be there and who gives, who's going to get the jump. And he, Patrick's got the job. It's 14 to nothing. Miami didn't want to be there. Now, they were missing their All-American defensive tackle and showed early. The Badgers gashed him inside. Uh, their quarterback play was awful. Terrible! Those two quarterbacks were terrible! Uh, Jack Cohen was Mike Samuel. He played the role of Mike Samuel. He did. That's all he was. He was Mike Samuel. Is that a compliment? A I'm not sure. It is a compliment. Mike Samuel won a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan so Taylor was Jonathan it. Taylor, which is the greatest compliment you can give him because of the number he's posted in each of the last two seasons. Yeah, it was It was at least fun to watch them playing. When you're looking at all these different bowl games and you know stadiums you can't even name, whether it's in San Diego or in Nashville or wherever else, I'll give her that, that at least playing in Yankee Stadium had a little bit of interest in me to just see where they were playing, different. see Monument Park, see that at least the turf held up at a bad time of yeah, year. You're wondering important. how, because like you said, it's Nobody not a football stadium. So. so then we, we flew from New York City to Nashville, uh, then drove from Nashville to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is about an hour north of Nashville. Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky is approximately 364 miles from Bowling Green, Ohio. Mm. About uh, two hours from Lexington, two hours 
Uh, where else in Kentucky? Name a city in Kentucky. About two hours from everywhere in Kentucky. Uh, Lexington, Louisville. Yeah, it's about two hours. Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green. Not, no notes in front of me. Mindful of my homework that I did in preparation for this huge epic tilt. <laughs> um, home to Corey Hart, former Brewers outfielder. Oh, yeah. Played high school ball in Bowling Green. Um, Rand Paul is the senator who lives in Bowling Green, okay. Kentucky. Uh, Rex Chapman. I was born Ooh. in King Bowling Rex. Green. And Hillbilly Jim. Ooh, the wrestler, from, yes. Yeah, isn't isn't yes. Bowling Green also home to the Corvette Museum? Yes, the National Museum okay. for Corvettes. Because we met my dad once in Louisville, and he was driving back to yep. Memphis and was going through Bowling okay. Green so he could see There's that. a Fruit of a Loom plant there, too. <laughs> oh, oh, there geez. you Apparently go. There was. All right, perfect. Uh, loud building. Uh, the, 1963 was built. Uh, fans have been waiting for the Badgers. Last Big Ten team to play in that building was 1977, Michigan. That's All right. Something. Crowd was really jacked up, even though the students were off campus. Uh, they they turned up the volume on the PA system, and our like our desk was vibrating at courtside. Um, and Wisconsin played a poor second half. Period. Too much dribble penetration, not enough shooting from the perimeter, uh, too too lax in a lot of areas to win a game on the road in that environment. So that sets up tonight's return to Big Ten play against Minnesota, which should be very interesting in Kohl Center because the Gophers are at full strength finally. Eric Curry is back, played his first game in a long time on Sunday. Yet, despite all that, as you talked about the atmosphere, they certainly had a chance to win that game. They were leading at halftime, could have had a bigger lead and had some chances in the second half, but gave up too many easy buckets and didn't too get enough. Too many easy baskets. Even, even um, the numbers half put up, he struggled half, to get those. Half missed a lot of shots close. Yeah. But he was he was gets it. They say he's 18. I thought he was 18 years old. Charles Bassey. He, he looked pretty good. He was smooth. And they had like 12 scouts there. NBA scouts are all looking at Bassey. Well, another interesting thing, and you wrote about this. You can read your article at UWBadgers.com. Oh, Brad about Brad Davison's experience in getting booed and his family yeah, there. His mom and dad were there. I like a guy who embraces it and enjoys he it. He does. I'm yeah. going to go over a line with he, the fans. He said it's not the first time he's been booed. I'm sure Fancy not. Fancy that. I'm sure not. Fancy that. I don't think during the TV broadcast they mentioned the play from a year ago. They didn't keep up the video, I don't oh, believe. I figured I watched that the would, game twice. That would be the lead-in. Yeah, that's well, what I thought, too. Each Maybe of their players it. said as much afterwards that this is why they were so Right, pumped. right. I certainly didn't Revenge. hear the announcers mentioning it. All right, we'll talk more about the Badgers and the Gophers. 8 o'clock tip tonight at the Cole Center. Jeff Patrikas will join us at 7.45. When we come back, we have to pay our tributes. A couple of RIPs next on Lucas in the Morning. In my head, we know what we can do uh, offensively and defensively. Um, so we confident just like they are. You know, you know, you see the little stuff of Weddle and he's saying all this and that. No one wants to play him. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I just know what we can do. And, uh, you know, this is do or die. So we're going we're gonna to put our best foot forward. M-G-3. Melvin Gordon. Welcome back, Lucas, in the morning. Vogel Gentle Ben. So Baltimore's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chargers. That's surprising, isn't it, a little bit or not? Uh, Baltimore struggled to get in there. Browns gave them all they can handle. The the uh, best team in the NFL, aren't they? Hottest team in the NFL? Who? Chargers? Well, I don't know. Then why are they the, the underdogs? Why would, the, why would the Chargers be the underdog? In the well, are you sold on Lamar what, Jackson? What's the point spread again? Two and a half. Yeah, and usually you get three automatically for being the home team. All right. They, they yeah, assign that, that, so I don't know. The Bears are a six-point favorite toss. over the Eagles. Houston a two-point favorite over Indianapolis. Dallas a one point favorite over Seattle. That's going to be a good ball game, I think. 
That was sort of a good game on Sunday, Cowboys and Giants. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, Who's the guy that filled in for Dan Patrick yesterday? Uh, Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker, thank you. He made the funny comment, and I, I, I agreed with him. What did the Houston Texans do, or what did the city of Houston do to make everybody mad? They always get every year they make the playoffs the Saturday early game, which is yeah. the least desirable of all well, time slots. Wants the to watch the Texans. Why? I, I agree with what he said. They've got JJ Watt. They're a good record, a good team. They've got an exciting quarterback into Sean Watson. So just to get it every year, it's just funny that this would maybe one year that they would get a different time slot. And you've got and Andrew Luck and a good story with the Colts on the no, other that's side. That's very good story. Alabama nine point pick over Clemson as of today. That game's on Monday, of course. Tickets are now available for $135 on the secondary market. Face value wow. four seventy five. dollars A lot of distance travel for these two teams, like 2,400 miles in average. Um, tickets just are not hot. It's not a hot ticket mainly because of fatigue, right? There's a lot of fatigue with Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that a little bit maybe with Jeff Patrika's second hour of the show. But um, as I said, RIP – uh, a couple of notables that we have to talk about. We start with someone that you can even address. I know you hate pro wrestling. You hate it with a passion. <laughs> no. you do well, too. I don't watch it now, yes. I'll, you I'll hate admit pro that. wrestling. Right, right. But you can set this up. Yeah. So yesterday we lost Mean Gene Okerlund, announcer. Back in 76. Yes, yeah, 76. Back in 1984, teamed up with Hulk Hogan for a wrestling match against Mr. Fuji and George the Animal Steel. Oh, George the Animal Steel was my favorite. You used to eat, eat the turnbuckles? Turn <laughs> yeah. You know the impact yeah. he had? Even uh, there's a, on Twitter, uh, Minnesota Vintage Hockey. That mm-hmm. website tweeted out a picture of Mean Gene really? and Hulk Hogan training yeah. in the Met Center running the stairs so, to get ready for that And speaking of that, match. I have audio from that training exercise. Mean Gene, what are you doing? You're supposed to meet me out front. It's 5 in the morning, man. Oh, come on. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Where are we going to go at this hour? That's exactly what we said. The workouts start 5 o'clock. What are you doing with that smoke boiling in my face? My God, what is this, Gino? Well, Hulk, I, I, I'm getting ready for breakfast here. I'm going to have some pancakes, a couple of eggs, some bacon. Before I work out, I'm just having a cigar. Hey, we're going to start out on the right foot. You're already late. I was here at 5 in the morning, man. You're sitting there sucking on a cigar and drinking that coffee. Get your head right, man. You made a promise to me and all the people around the Twin Cities and Upper Wisconsin area. So get it together, man. Let's do it. You're going to run a couple miles right now, but as soon as the sun comes Two miles. up. miles. A couple miles. <laughs> That's right. The sun's even That's up. right, Mean Gene. I don't want you to lose it out there, Daddy. I love it. I love it, brother. <laughs> it comes from Ulster, we got it. Mean Gene, they said we couldn't do it. But with all St. Paul, Minneapolis, Upper Wisconsin, we're going to do it, Mean Gene. You had better believe it. Take a look, Hulk. We're home. It's ours, brother. It's ours. There you go. Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, his kid played hockey for the Gophers. Todd, Todd. yeah. And he was a teammate of Marco Siki's in high school at Burnsville. Also had a hell of a pizza company. Okerlund did? Okerlund? Yeah, Mean Gene's Pizzas. I didn't that. Ooh, they were good. You know these bios, the media bios, they always ask athletes like, who would be the three people you'd like to sit down and have dinner with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get the, the typical responses are always like uh, JFK, Jesus, and Babe Ruth or something right. like that. <laughs> right. If I was <laughs> asked right. that question, I would say Mean Gene, Nature Boy, and oh. The Brain. That oh. would be my trio. I did see a tweet. You might not yesterday. survive that night. <laughs> with the way those three oh, like to party. Oh. oh, Somebody had, had put out a picture. Macho Man would be that, the fourth. Oh. That now Mean Gene and Bobby The Brain are reunited and haven't put oh, on a man. show up there wow. right now. Those are Two, now, those are two that I could identify with from way back in the day and loved it. as a kid. All right. Uh, what do we got in the background? Song, we got a break. <laughs> we only got to the first uh, of the three. Well, it's already 6.52. Uh, you got to have some on time. On a sad note, uh, Tyler Trent uh, 
passed away a couple days ago from bone cancer, only 20 years old. Uh, we were at Purdue, Matt and I. Uh, the Badgers played the Boilermakers in that triple overtime classic. That was where that Trent mania kind of hit a high point uh, with a lot of people paying tributes to Tyler Trent and his battle, his courageous battle against cancer, which he lost. Really sad the way it happened so quickly. Yeah, he predicted that victory over Ohio State and got a lot of national attention yeah. for that and a lot of stories on that. Uh, very sad, right? Short time after they just finished up their season, their bowl game. Second hour of the show, we'll talk with Tom Silverstein at 7.15, Jeff Patrick's at 7.45, right here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You said it's your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much, Eddie Gaga. Now, a little bit of speed here on what we should play for Stephen Stills, who's 74 today, because he's he's got a lot of credits. So it could have been Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? You wanted so you. What did you want? I'd help if I turn that on. This is his solo song. Love the one you're with. Great song. Yeah, we didn't go with the song that we usually go with with any of those guys. Uh, Steven Stills, I think. What's this? Why am I blanking on? Um, from every '60s movie, every Vietnam War era movie with Buffalo Springfield. Um, I, I don't want to sing it. I'm afraid of singing it. Why for it what it's worth. For what it's worth. Thank you. Gosh, that's the title. Thank you for not singing. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that to you. Uh, your guy, Deshaun Kaiser, is 23 today. Great job on did Sunday. You, did you see anything? Okay, 16 to 35 for 132 yards. you see anything there that gives you any hope that he could be a backup in this league? No. Was there any difference between what we saw from Brett Hundley last year and what we saw on Sunday from Deshaun Kaiser? Yes. Kaiser. Brett Hundley could win a few games. Okay. Thank and you. Did, and did, Thank actually. You. Thank you. I, I'm st- I still don't want to put it all on Brett Hundley. When it's third and four and everybody's just running a go route 25 yards down, I feel like, can anybody no, run for the first bad. down? Okay, so quickly then, after what you saw on Sunday, would you rather have Demarius Randall or would you rather have Deshaun Kaiser? Well, right now, probably Randall. Yes, Randall. But, but they, they, he seemed to be a problem for him. Well, or that staff, at least. He had other Maybe issues. That staff. Uh, right. We segue to Little Beatles here. I've never heard the song. Well, most people haven't, because this is the last song that was ever recorded by the Beatles, according to my sources. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, your I source Paul mine. McCartney? No, I need oh. mine. Was it Eddie Gaga? No. My sources, Wikipedia. <laughs> Yoko Ono? <laughs> oh, should we play some Yoko stuff? No. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. So I just said, on this date, January 3rd, 1970, this was the last song recorded by the Beatles, I, Me, Mine. You're not buying that? I, I haven't no, heard I it either. I, I agree what with the gentleman right? there. I haven't heard uh, Eli one. Manning is 38 years old today. Today. What do you think his overall record is in the NFL? <sighs> Guesses? Above or, above or below 500? Oh, above. By how many? Slightly above. Not I'll much, though. I'll say 40 games above. Slightly good. 116 versus 114. Really? Two games above 500. And that includes postseason or no? I don't know if that counts. I'm just regular season okay. postseason. That's, he started 230, 232 games. And yet everybody will say, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer because he's got two Super Bowl victories. Yeah. That's an argument. Well, he took I, down I, an undefeated team as well in one of those. It's he did the whole team do that. Celebrating a birthday on the same day as Eli Manning is David Tyree, 39 oh. years old, who had a lot to do with the victory in Super Bowl. What was that, 37? And that play still haunts he Rodney Harrison. That's right. I, I don't mind a few things haunting Rodney Harrison. That's not fair to you. Why? Harrison. He got busted for PEDs. He was a okay. cheap player. 
That'd be a fine Everybody commentator. deserves a second chance. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> okay. Zeppelin. John Paul Jones, 73. 73 today. Uh, Bobby Hull. 80 years old. Bobby Hull's 80 years old. My Who? Goodness. Bobby Is this Hull. hockey again? Oh oh, Have you heard of Brett Hull? His 600, dad. Oh, 610 goals in the National Hockey League. 303 goals in the World Hockey Association. Oh, Bobby Hull. He'd come in and just whistle one of those slap shots by the head of a goaltender who wasn't wearing a oh, mask yeah. just to loosen him up. Is there anybody else celebrating birthdays? Yes. I, I I'm going to beat you. you with this microphone. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Hank Stram would have been 95. Oh, I like Hank Stram. Matriculate down yeah. the field. Yeah. No, his is the Kansas worst City Chiefs. ever as a kid. Saints. Watch that a uh, Jim times. Everett uh, is 56. Known what? For being a number three pick overall or for getting a fight with Jim Rome? Oh, almost killing Jim Rome. Jim Rome was such a punk in that interview, though. Uh, Jim Ross. Baited him into Jim it. Ross Ooh, good old JR. I balance that out with Jim well, Oakland. Who was the better I, I ring assume announcer? that was a wrestling oh, turn guy yeah, here. JR? You never heard of JR? I'd probably have seen Can I grab some JR sound yeah, for Last for, Call? Yeah, for yeah, we could do that. Last no, call. more mean right. genes. Uh, one last right. birthday here. Mel Gibson is 63, so here are your choices. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, His best movie role. Stay away from this that is guy. Easy. California Highway Patrol. It. Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. Passion of the Christ, Mad Max, Lethal Weapon, The Patriot. Lethal Weapon. I was going to go Lethal Weapon or Mad Max. Those are two. Oh, Braveheart's good too, but. It's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with Braveheart, but you asked us to choose. We can't be wrong on this. You're wrong. (laughs) Brian Posick's up next on Lucas in the Morning. Wow, patrons, the work week is just moving right along. Welcome to Thursday. It's a happy Thursday, the fourth day of the week. And welcome to Lucas in the Morning. Again today, we're joined by a couple of our good friends from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JS Online. Yeah, we're talking spoon. Phyllis, these are spoons. Tom Silverstein at 7.15. And we're talking the heater. Haters gonna hate. Jeff Patrikas at 7.45. And, yeah, we're talking these guys. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas. <laughs> Sorry, a little more energy? Yeah. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. The Badgers resume Big Ten play tonight at the Cole Center against Minnesota, the border battle. Another chapter. And that legendary rivalry last night, Michigan State routed Northwestern Spartans who won seven in a row. We had a wild finish to one other game. Nebraska at Maryland. This is how it ended. Nine seconds to go. You want to shoot with enough time to get an offensive rebound. Smith. Floater. Good. 3.8 seconds to go. Nebraska with a timeout. Kugler. Oh, you, you I like, like Kevin Kugler. Yeah, I do. Good. He's solid. He's yeah. Solid. He's on a lot of different broadcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Nebraska, number 24 in the country, taking 
another loss on the road. So they've lost at Minnesota and now at Maryland. Good team, but you got to win on the road in this conference. It's going to be an interesting year. Joining us now, Brian Posick. Brian's time is brought to you by On Ice Promotions. Find everything hockey at onicepromotions.com. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Thanks for the donut. Oh, you're always welcome. I you're grabbed you a welcome. plate too, Brian. Yeah, thanks. I don't need a plate. Uh, well, you usually ben, use a napkin. General Ben also grabbed us a soundbite from a San Jose victory last night. Guess who scored? Guess I, who scored? Go ahead. I didn't want to. I was forced Go to. Go Straight ahead. away, Couture. One-timer, Pavelski. He scores! Joe Pavelski with his 24th goal of the season. All-star Joe Pavelski. Yeah, third time. Only Badger to make the all-star team this season. Yeah, I looked at the list last night. Yeah. I was saying, it's got to be somebody else here. There wasn't. And there wasn't anybody else there. No, no. Pavelski's got 24 goals. He had three assists last night, plus that goal last night. And Colorado, uh, actually, San Jose beat Colorado 5-4. Well, they got three players. San Jose's got three players in the game because the game is playing in San Jose. In San Jose right, which exactly. makes sense. Burns, oh, yeah. had, Burns had a goal and three assists yeah, last Brett, night, too. He, he's fun to watch. He's he's yeah, just a different different kind of guy, too. He's kind of crazy. Different house. Ovi's not going to play in the All-Star game. No. He's a break. I know, right, he's, yeah. Come so on. they have an interesting thing in the NHL where if a guy wants to pull what Ovechkin's doing mm-hmm. and say, I need the rest, you yeah, know, yeah, recovery. Yeah. And he's played in every game this season. Right. And he's coming and off a Stanley well. Cup victory, playing well. Yeah. That you are suspended for a game. You must miss then oh, either the right. game that's going right. into the All-Star break right. or the game coming out of the All-Star break. Right, right. Which I guess is smart. It's a good way to do it to make sure guys just not skipping yeah. for skipping sake. Yeah. And Ovi's probably not going to care. And the Caps will say, fine, then that's skip fun. one regular season it's game fine. two, whatever. Exactly. exactly. San Jose's having a pretty good year, 22 and 13. I was looking at yeah. some of the records. Calgary's had a solid year. Vegas, 24 and 15. Winnipeg, 25 and 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, they're that's a tough a rejuvenate- team to play against. And we saw them last year. They were really good last year, too. Yeah. Tampa Bay, 31 and 7. Washington, 24 and 11. Mm-hmm. Some, some pretty good hockey being played. Yep. Uh, Toronto, 26 and 11. Yeah, they're, they're and Buffalo got off to the fast start now, right, 21 and 13. Yeah, kind of cool. What bit. holiday is going on in Canada today? Why are the Maple Leafs playing? They're playing my wild yeah. at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, why? Why I, not? I asked Ian Perrin, because, and he right. didn't have an answer you, you for have, me. Well, I, because, well, thankfully Toronto's playing today, so the Canadian fans up there have something to think about or focus their attention on after Canada lost in the World Junior oh, yes. Championship in overtime last night to Finland two one. The defending champs knocked out in the quarterfinal round. That oh, was, ask Ben about that. that was huge. He was, he was you were watching the World Junior. Oh, yeah, he you? was crying ben? this morning because yeah. the. Canadians what? lost. Yeah, right, Ben. Yes. Bad. Yeah. Yes. Break up, yeah. Ben. Yes. We yeah. waited until today to break down the outdoor game at Notre Dame Stadium oh, yeah. with Ben. Right. We're so we talking about the Blackhawks and the Bruins. Yeah. What this kind of crowd nice. they have for that? For Canada, sold out. Oh, it's sold out. Oh yeah. They no, were playing the, in Vancouver. In- oh, it was that was full. Oh, seventy-six thousand. Yeah, that was great. Second largest crowd ever for an NHL all, all outdoor game. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Were we talking about it before I left about the novelty of outdoor hockey? Uh, I, I think it's still very good. I, I don't think it's a novelty. I think fans enjoy it. I yeah, do. from I an attendance standpoint, they still fill up. Great. Right. Exactly. As long as they keep moving around. Exactly. Yeah, yeah playing at Notre Dame. Just yeah. That was a unique venue. Sure, in are Michigan. You, are you putting this on behind us just to be disrespectful? He's so annoying. I wanted to beat him with his microphone already. This is O Canada. You guys are talking about Canada. We know what it is. We've heard it before. Anybody that watches hockey knows it's O Canada. What's hockey? Yeah. All right. So I know you got to move on. But tomorrow, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Denver being in town. Yeah, Wisconsin and Denver this weekend should be good. Denver's ranked eighth in the country. This is a big series. I saw for a story this morning yeah. in the paper on Ryan Steve Preck's Reinprecht. Back. Yeah, he's a volunteer assistant. Volunteer assistant. Yeah, yep. won a Stanley Cup with Colorado and played a long time professionally after 
uh, leaving Wisconsin. He was an All-American, and now he's getting into coaching. Played for Tony Granato for a couple of years with the Avalanche, and Tony thought, you know what, he could be a coach. He's got a hockey mind, and he's he's going to be doing Before it. Before you go, number one pick to be the next head coach in Green Bay. Your preference. Oh, Your preference. I, I, Give I, me one name. I, I've one talked, name. I've talked about John Harbaugh. I want John Harbaugh as the head coach in Green Bay. But I, is he no, be no, no. He's considering all options before he signs his extension or signs a new contract. Now reiterate, John, not Jim uh, Harbaugh. No, Jim. No, no. I do not want to have to cover Jim Harbaugh and talk to him every Thursday morning. But you understand if the Wolverines don't make the college football playoff, Jim's going to be on the sidelines for the playoffs with the Packers. He's there every single year with the Ravens and John. So Jim's so going to be in. Le- so what I'm saying is Jim is going to be there on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, but we don't have to interview him. They All made right. a big just deal saying, yeah. the last time when the Ravens played the Chargers in the regular season mm-hmm. that the night before the game, this offer had been made and that yeah, Harbaugh right. was coming back and right, the Ravens right. had this extension. So you think that there's a chance he's not I signing the deal and going to go somewhere yes, else? My guy I just do. re-upped in Oklahoma. Your guy, yeah. Lincoln yeah. Riley. So yeah. who do you want? I want Daryl Bevel to get a job as an OC. He's That'd been, be fine. He's been Falcons. interviewing. That'd be fine. That, that, yep. How about that? If Bev gets that job, he would have Brett Favre, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan as his quarterbacks. That's who he'd be tutoring. Not bad, huh? No, that'd be All right, you think about some more, but besides Harbaugh for tomorrow, come okay. on. Okay. Yeah, more it's, it's, I mean, you look at some of the – I don't know enough about Pete Carmichael or Dan Campbell. Or, no. You know, I don't. Matt no. LaFleur? No, Is Matt LaFleur, I don't. You know no. who was floated as the, the front runner? It sounds like a hockey Lafleur. name. In a report with absolutely no credibility, uh, credibility or yeah. sources yeah. on this, Adam Gase. No, Miami. No. He was the leader in color. No. That Maybe offensive coordinator. From no. the big lead. No. Offensive but coordinator. First, how long would you wait before you'd ask one of these coaches, like Adam Gates, why were you fired? <laughs> how, long would, how long would it take before he you'd ask no that question? The guy that why got Jay Cutler to be successful. He made Jay Cutler successful. Peyton Thanks, Manning swears That's by him, too. Yeah, Peyton Manning. There's another one. You got your donut? Thank you. I'm, I'm out of here. Another side of Kindler, gentler look for... 2019. <laughs> it lasted 30 yes, seconds yes, an hour. How many years have you been waiting for that, Brian? <laughs> uh, Tom Silverstein next. He'll tell us who his favorite is for the coaching week at St. Green Bay. That's coming up on Lucas in the Morning. First and foremost, you know, how appreciative I was of uh, the way they conducted themselves the last four weeks of, of the season. And I, you know, told them that, you know, football can be a humbling game. You know, you look at the difference of the locker room in the course of seven days in between the New York locker room and what we had yesterday. But also talk to them, you know, about embracing change, whatever that may be. And not looking at it as a negative, looking at it as a positive. Joe Philbin's farewell address. Did we just lose Spoon on top of that? We lost Joe Philbin, and now we've lost our next guest, Tom Silverstein. He's taking a call from another coaching candidate. He might be. It's one of those things, if you've watched ESPN for any length of time, you see Adam Schefter constantly looking at his phone. Mm-hmm, yes. Right? And in the middle of things, he might just blurt out something that he's heard or something that has happened in the league. I've got to report somebody may or may not sign a contract. They may or may not report well, to camp. this is live those. radio right. at times, not all the time. We right. can't promise it's always live. Nope. Uh, especially when we make up stuff. But this is not fantasy now because Tom Silverstein from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel rejoins us. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Spoon. Um, busy time for you, obviously. Uh, how have you been able to track What's next for the Packers as far as who they interview? How, how challenging is that? Very challenging. Very challenging. You know, you're calling around to a lot of people you know. You've got to call some agents, 
call some people in the league that they're familiar with. Um, and you just track Twitter all day long and try to figure out, you know, or pick up on reports and try to break your own stuff. It, it's, it's pretty crazy. And just trying to find out when they're interviewing guys, first who they're interviewing, then when they're interviewing and, you know, uh, how trying to figure out gauge, how serious they are. You assume every person they're interviewing, they have some interest in, but you know, there's obviously guys they have more interest in than others. And that's kind of the part you're trying to figure out. If I'm an agent, I'm calling up everybody. If my client is available, I'm going to call up everybody and tell them when they're going to talk to him, right? Just to get his name out there. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, some of the part of the problem is some of the um, bigger agents. You know, they'll only talk to ESPN or NFL Network. You know, they figure if they get it out there, then it's out. Uh, it's you have to kind of work back channels to try to, you know, get those and and hope either that you can get a few, you know, that, that a couple of, and that a couple of them are the Packers, you know, usually uh, the other thing is that a lot of these coaches, their agents aren't known like for players. You can look it up. It's the players association has a whole list of who represents who, but coaches don't, they keep it kind of secret. So you have to, you have to go about trying to figure that out as well you you mentioned tom that of all these candidates that you would assume the packers have some interest in these people that they're they're interviewing do you feel that way because there's already a long list of names that have publicly been put out there that they are have interviewed or will interview and there's still more names that could be added to that list that you might expect to be added to that list and there's also been that perception that you know, one time I said, well, maybe this isn't that desirable a job. Well, by showing you've got 800 guys coming in for interviews might help change that perception that uh, that's out there for some anyway. Could be, could be. Uh, my feeling is that you should interview as many guys as possible. And because you're not going to get every single guy, there's, there's eight teams looking for head coaches. And, you know, you want to strike fairly quickly, but you also want to be thorough. And by interviewing, you know, a couple of guys, you start to get a feel for what it is you like and what you don't like in guys. And then, you know, as you keep going on, maybe one guy just stands out, you know, you didn't expect him to stand out uh, against all these others. And so I think it's, I think it's not a bad idea to interview guys who are head coaches or who work head coaches and are out of jobs interview guys who've been head coaches, you know, they've been fired and now they're coordinators and guys who've never been head coaches and just kind of get a feel for who it is that appeals to you the most, but then you might not get your number one choice. You know, it's, it's not a slam dunk that you're getting your number one choice. So you better have some good backups just in case. You know, I mean, if you're Indianapolis last year and you're all locked in on Josh McDaniels, you know, you better have some kind of a fallback if something were to happen. And, you know, that they did a great job of bouncing back after he totally screwed them after the Super Bowl. So and getting Frank Reich. So you got to have 
you got to have many fallback options. We're talking with Tom Silverstein from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Why isn't McDaniel's name on more of these interview lists? You know, he's the only interview he has scheduled, as far as we know publicly, is with the Packers. Uh, Cincinnati had requested, but they have not yet set up an interview. And they only have until Sunday to do it. So I think we're finding out that how many teams were affected by what he did last year and are saying, no way, I I don't want any part of him. You know, I don't know what he's going to, decision he's going to make. I don't know, you know, is he going to set up a staff and then, you know, totally, um, you know, turn his back on them? Or is he going to have trouble getting a staff because nobody's going to want to work for him because, geez, he might pull out of that job again and they're left high and dry. So I think that's what you're seeing is teams saying, no, I'm not going to take that chance. Do you think the Packers are serious about McDaniels as a head coach in Green Bay, or are they just doing their due diligence, want to talk with him to see how he how he puts everything in context from last year? Yeah, I don't think he's their kind of guy. But What do you mean by that? Uh, what, what, what's their kind of guy? Well, I mean, I don't think, you know, Gutekunst and Murphy are kind of, uh, what can I say it? I'm trying to say it in the best way. You know, they're, they, they want, um, they want their team to be good reflection on them and the community and all of that. They don't want a guy who's going to be filming, you know, an opponent illegally and then, <laughs> you know, get wind up being fined and, and in the news for a week. You know, they don't want a guy who uh, might be really really harsh with the media they want someone who presents a, a really positive image joe philbin they got and, their guy yeah but but they need him to be able to coach oh too, that to be a head coach too details 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 yeah the yeah, season so. the season ended with a thud with that loss to the lions and about the worst possible uh way it could and just watching it do, do you think, because this seemed to impact everybody one game to the next about their impression about whether Joe Philbin could, should be uh, getting the job or at least a serious candidate for the job, and impacting everybody's feelings about how quick a turnaround this could be because of the lack of talent uh, on the team. Do you think this is still a quick turnaround for whoever gets this job? I think it's probably a two-year turnaround. Assuming Gutekunst can have the kind of draft you know, if he can put together two good drafts, this last draft was, a, I think we can say by most estimations, it was a good draft. Uh, if he can, this next draft is key because he has two first round draft picks. If he can parley that and have a good year, just he doesn't have to hit, you know, big time free agents, but he needs to hit a couple of solid free agents then, yeah, they could be competitive next year. Uh, if someone can work with Aaron Rodgers and get it back to where he was a couple of years ago, then that's even better. So I, I don't think they're that far away, but they do have some holes at key positions. They have to get another tackle. They have to get a pass rusher, and they got to get a safety. Final thought, who's less likely to be in Green Bay next year, Clay Matthews or Brian Bulaga? 
Um, you know, I I guess Clay Matthews. I I actually think that there's a chance both of those guys could be back. I'm not. It, I think actually, you know, it, it's hard to say. That is a really good question because Balaga, you could bring back. And he could mentor your next tackle, and his cap number isn't that high. And Clay Matthews, I think you want to bring back if you can at the right price. He's still a he's still a decent player. He's just not the star player he once was. If you can get him back at a good at a decent contract, I would try. By any chance this could be over the search by next Tuesday when we talk again? Um, you never know. You Anything never could know happen. What a tease. Anything could happen. Okay, stay alert. (laughs) Stay on your feet. I'm ready. All right. Thanks, Boo. We'll talk next Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Tom. You think this is going to be a protracted search or not? Yeah, I think it's going to take a couple weeks because just to get all the guys in they want to get that still have jobs right now. Well, you feel obligated. You have to do um, the list, right? You put together a list. you got to talk with everybody. I and mean, as you think, we'll ask Bill Scott tomorrow. What what does an interview entail with Gutekunst and Murphy? Are they both in the room? Is it who else do they That'd bring in there? One, yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers behind a curtain? And Spoon said, if for no other reason, you should interview Vic Fangio from the Bears just to talk about what he sees in Aaron Rodgers. You can't do that until at no, least next that's, week. That's, the compli- that's another week that's or two. That's the you're complication about. on yep. how fast you want to get this done. Yeah. Uh, when we uh, come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about college football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I also want to... Make sure you know that we're going to talk college basketball with Jeff Petrikas. The Badgers play host to the Gophers tonight, 8 o'clock at the Kohl Center. We'll get the skinny on that matchup from Jeff in less than 15 minutes, right here on Lucas in the Morning. Somebody help me. Obviously, I'd love, I'd love to come back and um, you know be a part of this team, but at the same time, like I said, it's, it's really not up to me. So uh, we're familiar with the team, obviously, and the city. As I said earlier in the year, my kids are, are doing awesome out here. We, we love the people. We are settled here, and you know it'd be awesome if we stayed. But like I, as I continue to say, you know these are un, uncharted uh, you know times, and, and we'll kind of see what the future holds. I really don't know. It's a good question. You know, I. I most importantly, want my decision to be based for my family, uh, and I'm going to take that into account. Questions, questions, questions about who might be back, who might be gone with the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogel. General Ben, you just heard from Clay Matthews and Randall Cobb. If you were handicapping, Matthews and Cobb playing with the Packers next year, what would it look like? Who do you think will be back? Do you think they'll both be back? Do you think they'll both be gone? You know, I guess there was a photo from before the game on Sunday of Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb, taken by the Packers photographer, of Cobb crying. You know, he was crying during the, the photo, getting emotional. As a sign, like this might what be his last game. What the hell was he crying about? There's no this crying be his, football. <laughs> this might be his last game as a Packer. I don't think Cobb will be back, uh, whether it's money, injuries, all the combination there above. And, and I mentioned I last week or the week before, floated up the idea, and I think I asked Bill Scott this, 
How about Larry Fitzgerald? If you want a slot receiver that stays healthy, that can produce, and that might come looking for just looking a for someone older than your quarterback. No, or what? I'm He's looking not. for a really good Hall of Fame caliber Antonio slot Brown. receiver who could be affordable, wait, wait. who's not a problem. He's guy. not leaving Arizona. Antonio he's going to retire. Why does he want to stay in Arizona though for a. next B. year? Because he's a loyal guy. They just guy. fired their coach. I, I'm sure he is. He's not. But leaving. maybe he's a free agent. He strikes me as a guy like Kelvin Johnson. He's just going to retire. He's not going to. He's going to be one team. He's yeah. going to go into the league office, which he's well, yeah, he should too. Should be administration, NFL mock draft. Everyone's going to pay attention to him now. Really, for the Packers, Packers never really fans have had to pay any attention to drafts because they draft so low in the first round. But now it's a little bit different. So I've got the USA Today NFL list? mock draft. Yeah, this is the list, but that's that's tomorrow. Oh, uh, so the Packers are picking twelve. You know who they've got him taken? A guy whose last name is Polite and plays defense. You don't want anybody whose last name is Polite playing defense for you. Sounds like one of Ted Thompson's draft right? picks. Oh, he's playing at on, Florida. No. no, he's his draft pick if he has an injured back or is recovering from foot surgery or will need surgery. I'll never I'm, let I'm him forget sure Justin Harrell. I, I don't know how you pronounce this. It's either Chachi or Chache. Let's Polite. go with Chachi. I like Chachi, Chachi better. Polite from Florida. He's a defensive and outside linebacker. And I guess it, it's fitting that we just played that cut from Clay Matthews because they're not sure if – this this well, prognosticator is not sure if Matthews is going to be back. And what are you going to do with Nick Perry? He's well, well let's move Clay over to the middle. If Clay's willing yeah, to play middle I linebacker, know, I, I take him back. Left. Here's what intrigues me more about this mock draft, though. Okay, it's got the Packers picking at 32 uh, in the first round. T.J. Hawkinson of Iowa. That would make sense. Now I'm not sure he's coming out. I don't think he's announced his intentions yet. But he was a Mackey Award winner. He's really good. I've, I saw him a, a few times against the Badgers. Mm. He's really good, and that's what they need. They need a tight end, someone you can trust. No, no. They, you end. just go back into free agency. I mean, sure, they've done it three straight years, and it hasn't worked out yeah, very well. Really just go after another well tight end in free he agency. He has not announced yet whether he's coming no, out. No, see, and I think he'd be a, he'd be a good he'd be a, a good oh, good player to land, especially late in the first round. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head? You're saying no to that? Because I accidentally looked at how old he is, and it well, makes TJ me Hawkinson? feel old. God. What? Yeah. How old is he? He's 21. He was born in 1997. That makes so? me feel old. Is that is that an indictment of him playing for the Green Bay Packers? No. He's 21 years old? No, that's why I was shaking my head so you didn't hear it over the radio. Just wait, no, it's only going to get worse. I heard it's something rattling in the corner. I didn't realize you were shaking your head, which accounts for the uh, rattle. The rock's up there, right? Uh, do you think they should interview uh, Pat Fitzgerald, the Packers? Well, no, we played the song yesterday. Pat Fitzgerald is staying. Did you yeah, not hear should, him after the holiday? Should they still interview Pat Fitzgerald? We know what he said publicly, but yeah. should you not still interview Pat Fitzgerald? Just in case. Well, I guess if if, if he's willing to do you the interview. Do you think he'd make a good coach? I don't know. Do you think he'd make a good NFL coach? He's a hell of a college coach. He's, he's fine to interview, but... Is he interested? He just said this publicly. And so now if he's going to tell me behind the scenes that, yeah, I was just lying on national TV when well, I said I'm a wildcat well, for life and I'm not going anywhere. I, yeah, I guess it is. Well, he wasn't lying. He's saying that he didn't commit totally, did he? Yes, he did. We have the soundbite in there. Would you play what, it for okay. We Wait just played this yesterday. Th- play right. that sound no, again. this is perfect. Do you think Urban Meyer will coach again? He said, I don't believe I will. Don't believe. There's the keyword, believe. Do I think, I think, I think he, he's going to coach again. If his health... Holds up, and you know it might be well, a year or two. He's years. teaching a class now. Yeah, he's teaching a character. Uh, <laughs> you know where he's going? He's going to wind up at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly, if Brian Kelly moves on to the NFL, that's perfect well, for Urban Meyer. That's the one job he'd take. That's where he he started early years of his career as a coach. He was a GA at Notre Dame. 
but Urban Meyer's wife said she doesn't want him to coach anymore. She thinks he's done. He should be done. So do you think that, he'll coach again? Of course you do. Uh, somebody will probably offer him a job, and I don't understand so why. why is he not now? Why is it so out of the question that the Packers would talk to Pat Fitzgerald since Murphy hired him at but Northwestern? But well, it's not. That's not the reason why. The reason is why because he emphatically went on national TV Doesn't and said after they won the game, I'm I a wildcat for life. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay with the Cats. Do you want to hear the soundbite? Yeah, Hashtag go cats, man. I'm not going anywhere. This is uh this is home forever. That this was in the heat of the moment after the game, for- Rob. Oh, I don't take on. that worth fine, anything. Fine, but he but said that. So now he's gonna go Diaz back on that said that after the pinstripe bowl. <laughs> that was when he was coaching at Temple. As we know, a coach's word is as good as gold. Sure. So he is not going anywhere. As good as gold. Sure. If you if he's wanting to interview, if he says he's All really right. interested, then yes. But I'm not going to interview him just for the sake of interviewing him when he's saying everywhere my you problem, put a microphone in front of him my problem, he's not going anywhere. But if you hire a guy like Pat Fitzgerald, then you have to have two very good coordinators. Oh, yeah. No doubt. He's got to hire staff. But at least, though, but at least if you hire... Maybe not a retread, but a guy that specializes in offense or defense. I'm not then you saying he's the answer in Green Bay. I'm saying should you interview him? That's all. Sure. If you're what's the do point? Your due diligence. What's the point talk, if you're well, not going to hire he, him? Maybe he knows somebody who knows somebody who says, "Hey, talk to this guy." He has no connections in the NFL. Well, sure, he has connections. Pat to the Fitzgerald. NFL. He's got players playing the NFL. He's got two players. Well, sure, in Green he's got Bay. players. Defensive line is all Northwestern. Just, just get away from the college coaches. They're all just using this to get more money out of their current. College. Which is very smart, by the so way. Don't stop this act. Just get off this carousel. They go round and round and round. So they keep getting more openings. money. There's a lot of openings. Somebody's going to dip into the college ranks. I don't think so. Somebody will, but somebody it'll be will. a name Which that you one? don't. Lincoln Riley's just signed a new deal. They're all well, staying. Somebody will. It'll be Mark a guy that you didn't expect. I don't think so. I think it's not this if, year. If you're going to do due diligence, you talk to everybody you want to talk to. And if Murphy wants to talk to Pat Fitzgerald, he should talk to him. Even if he knows the outcome of the discussion. Even if you know the answer, you ask the question. I'm more curious in your question that you put out there for. How is an interview going to look? Is it is it Murphy yeah, and Goody sitting there at a table? intriguing? Uh, splitting time, going back and well, forth on questions? How's that, that all Aaron Rodgers in the closet listening? <laughs> Where does Aaron Rodgers play into this? You know he's in the room someplace. He's got it bugged. Again, to be fair, though, to Murphy, I'd love to know what head coaching interviews were like when Ron Wolf and Bob Harlan were there, too. To be fair, because Bob Harlan think, was not involved. In How do you know that? You can't just say that. You don't know that. You want to bet? That makes me Bill mad. Scott you have no us. idea. Bill Scott will let us bet? know tomorrow. There's your tease for tomorrow. Bill Scott will join us at 6.30, and he'll break down the dynamics. Pull back the curtains on how the interviewing process goes in Green Bay. But when we come back, we're going to talk about basketball, college basketball. Badgers, Gophers, tonight the Cole Center, Jeff Patricus, next. He really is unstoppable. I mean, he if you go one-on-one with him and, you know, teams either pick their poison of trapping him or letting them beat you with twos. You know, and he's unorthodox. He's not like any, you know, a lot of bigs out there right now. You know, so we've got to do a good job of, of keeping him uncomfortable. Uh, but his footwork, his, you know, ability to dribble, he's a really good ball handler um, from anywhere on the court. Uh, so he, he presents a lot of challenges. Minnesota coach Richard Patino on Ethan Happ. Joining us now on Lucas in the Morning from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Jeff Patrikas. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Not bad. Break down this matchup. It's pretty intriguing between Wisconsin and the 
Gophers tonight at the Kohl Center. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Minnesota tries to defend half because Western Kentucky had Bassey, who could defend half one-on-one, really made him uncomfortable, and then they were able to make UW uncomfortable from the perimeter, and half was 9-23, to and Wisconsin was only 6-21 to from three. Minnesota doesn't have one guy who's, who's long and athletic enough to defend half that way, so they're going to double him, and Ethan's very good passing on the double, so if he finds open shooters and they knock him down to, from, from the perimeter, that will help Wisconsin. On the other end, Minnesota's not a great offensive team, but they pound the glass. Um, Jordan Murphy's a double-double machine, um, and so they've got to keep – Wisconsin's got to keep Minnesota out of transition and keep them off the offensive glass because we were talking to Greg Gard the other day, and, and Western Kentucky in the second half alone had 15 points off of turnovers or missed shots in the second half where they didn't run any half-court offense. They got the ball, boom, and scored. And Minnesota can do that, so you've got to keep them out of, of, out of transition, make them score in the half court, and when they miss, finish the defensive possession by grabbing the rebound. You had an interesting quote in your uh, article uh, from the Western Kentucky head coach as well, Rick Stansbury, about uh, holding Demetrius Trice down to 10 points or less and how important that was for their success in, in beating the Badgers. The, the numbers that we've seen Demetrius Trice as of late in the last couple of games, is it just, a, in your opinion, a, a natural regression to the mean because he had been so great to start the season, teams doing things differently? What are you seeing with him? Well, he's had three games where they've held him to 10 points or fewer, and they've lost all three. And Virginia really got after him with a, a really quick guard. Marquette made a point of not letting him go to his right, to his sweet spot. And I just thought he was out of sync um, against Western Kentucky. I don't think Western Kentucky's defense was all that great. I thought there was, there was one shot in particular. He came down in transition. It was in the first half. Um, he launched a three from the right wing with 27 seconds left in the shot clock. That is very uncharacteristic of him. I mean, that wasn't defense by Western Kentucky. That was a guy who was pressing a little bit. And, you know, if you think about it, you get the ball and you're launching a three with 27 seconds. How long have you made Western Kentucky play defense? That was a raucous environment, I think you would agree, at Western Kentucky. Um, And it's pretty much the norm that role players don't perform as well on the road. Uh, How does Wisconsin jumpstart a Liam Ford or Brevin Pritzel to help out in the scoring? And Kobe King, I guess I can throw in that group too. Uh, I think it probably will go to Hap. Um, and that is if they get open looks from three and hit them. Now, Pritzel's done a good job, even if his shot isn't falling, of being really active, active on the glass, active defensively. Ford, I just thought, was, it was, that was one of those games for Ford where he wasn't there. It just He, he didn't do anything, basically. He took a couple shots, but just it, it wasn't a good game for him. They had several guys who did not play well for whatever the reason was. So, you know, but you know what? We've seen it with a lot of teams. Uh, You play better at home than you do on the road. So I think you'll see a different type of team, especially coming off a loss. Those guys guys should be upset. No, I hear you. Uh, We haven't talked to you since the Pinstripe Bowl in New York City. David Edwards has announced that uh, he's going to declare for the draft. Uh, Still a little bit unknown on Tyler Biotis. What's that offensive line potentially going to look like next year for Wisconsin? Well, even if the Otis goes, I think they're really comfortable with Caden Lyles. Um, Caden, they, they believe Lyles can play center or guard. So if Biotis comes back, you're going to see Biotis somewhere. You're going to see Lyles in there. They're comfortable with Erdman. They're comfortable with Bruss popping in at right tackle. Um, you know, Cole Van Landen did a really good job. I think 
the, the coaching staff is comfortable that they have developed enough depth, enough guys who can play, that they're going to put a quality unit. And, and they have guys who can play different positions. That's the most important thing. So if, if Biotis comes back, that's great. Um, and if he doesn't, they feel they have a guy who can they, they can pop in at center in Caden Lyles. How anxious are you to see the quarterback competition play itself out in the spring? Uh, you, you know how Paul runs the spring. It'll be get a guy's a lot of reps, push the edge of the envelope, don't worry about interceptions, just show us what you can do. I, I'm curious. The, the Probably the biggest factor is where is Alex Hornibook going to be in the spring and in camp physically? Is he, is he going to be able to play again? Is he going to be cleared to play? Is he going to be physically ready to play? We don't know that now. The This will be the last time we talk to you before the, the college football playoff championship on Monday. The way things played out uh, in Saturday's semifinals, uh, a surprise to you at all that none of the games were really that close? And who do you like in the championship game between Alabama and Clemson? I think if you look back, someone tweeted out that most of the overwhelming majority of the semifinals have been blowouts. I mean, look. remember a couple of years ago when Ohio State played Clemson? 31-zip, I think it was. Um, they have not been good semifinal games. And I know a lot of people are talking about, well, you've got to expand the field now. I've never seen anybody at, at, under any circumstance when the, the semifinals have been bad say, we need more games. We need more bad games. I don't get that. So would you like to see the field expanded or not, and not just on the basis of the games that we've seen this year? Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm comfortable with it the way it is right now. I don't, I don't have this, this need to see an eight-team field. Maybe take a baby step. Maybe go to a 16 field with, with the top two seeds getting buys and see how that works. All right. Well, we'll let that uh resonate with some people and maybe not so much with other people because i think people would like to see something more than they've seen thus far during this bowl season wouldn't you agree well we're seeing if we see the same teams in the championship game over and over again does it matter how big the field is at the start best game i've seen so far is kentucky penn state give me more of those (laughs) really right (laughs) well you know what if washington would have showed up in the first part of the rose bowl that would have been a good game too yeah if miami would have showed up at all maybe that would have been more competitive in new york too correct and Mark Rick would still be there. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. Jeff, we'll see you tonight at the Cole Center, all right? All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. Rodriguez from Milwaukee Journal Center. Last call next. Lucas in the morning. There's going to be a heartache tonight. A heartache tonight. Wisconsin's always going to be Wisconsin uh, with how they play. And, uh, again, that's that's a compliment to them. I think they're very, very consistent. We've had a lot of close games with them. I think um, uh, we've had a lot of them, so hopefully we can break through. Richard Patino on the Badgers. Welcome back. Lucas in the morning, last call. Uh, Wisconsin's got a winning streak against the Gophers. I believe it's eight games in a row, but how much did that matter? when they played football at Camp Randall Stadium. Streaks <laughs> end at some point. Had to bring that up, didn't no, you? Well, it well, mattered well, for a long time until it didn't matter. It's a reality check. That's all I'm saying. It's it's interesting that um, Richard Patino's daddy is getting a lot of run as a potential candidate to replace Steve Alford, who was fired uncere- unceremoniously uh, at UCLA. I, I can't see him going in that direction. I've got a list of candidates. Oh, for no. that, how many I mean, lists do you have today? Come on, for lost time. This is ridiculous. Oh uh, one, there are two names on this list, and I'm from USA Today: Greg Marshall, Wichita State; 
that would be a fit, I think, for mm-hmm. UCLA. But imagine the media in LA and how just gruff and non inviting he is. Marshall will be fine. Really? Uh, yeah, Marshall's a talker. Your guy, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg, he's available. Uh, I guess he had he, he did a good job at Iowa State. A lot of transfers coming in at yeah. Iowa State. The other two names are really long shots. Uh, Billy Donovan, I don't think he'd leave the Thunder. Tony Bennett would not. Tony Bennett's a. Heck of a coach and a heck of a person, <laughs> but not in Los Angeles. Could you that imagine offense that offense? In Los Angeles? No. Could you imagine? Bill Walton no. had enough tr- trouble as it was. Who was the guy from uh, Howland, from Pitt, right, when he was there? Because yeah. they played a defensive yes. style of ball. He uh, hated the him. Other, the other name, Eric Musselman, who's a coach at Nevada, and they have a, a great success. Also there. coached in the NBA, too. On the subject of uh, basketball coaches, Patino didn't get the job for the Bucks as I once lobbied him to get. Mike Budenholzer did. Seems to be doing okay. He'll Seems be, to be. He'll be doing. He'll be a guest today. Well, he's not doing well at the moment because he's going to be a guest on Drew Olson's show today uh, at nine thirty. You can hear him. His quote as to when he was coming on the show: "Why am I going on the show again?" Yeah, that was Budenholzer. Oh wow! Uh, this is National Fruitcake Toss Day. Oh, you like fruitcake? No, but I wish I had some. I'd throw it at Rob. You know why? Because it was just a couple days ago. It was National Fruitcake Day. Oh. I remember us talking about that while you were gone. So now you toss There's them There's a out. competition like in Manitou, Manitou Springs, Colorado. The fruitcake toss. How far you can They're doing something out. The at, they're doing something else out in Colorado. Yes. It's like they have the cow chip toss around here. Yeah, the same thing. Right? Fruitcake. They're both crap. Uh, and and Pete, is calling for, Pete is calling for universities to drop use of live animal mascots after that Devo. Okay, let's do that. Why? Nothing happened. Yeah. It came close. Could have been. It could have been a shish kebab. I want to see that. Thanks, uh, Ben, for filling in. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. Dan Patrick's next. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.